Welcome to the Modern Woodworkers Association, a podcast about woodworking from folk who woodwork. Woodworking is what we do, who we are, and what we like to talk about. So join us as we have a drink, sit around, and talk woodworking. Hi, and welcome to the 269th episode of the Modern Woodworkers Association podcast. I'm Kyle Barton with K Barton Tools, and uh, tonight I'm alone. But I do have a fascinating guest because tonight we're going to be visiting with David Duyard. He's a chairmaker, instructor, designer, and fantastic friend of the show. So welcome to the show, David. Well, thank you, Kyle. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're recording this on, I guess, uh, Halloween Eve, and both uh, Diami and Sean had some other uh, things come up, so um, it'll just be us, but uh, I think we got a lot of interesting things to discuss. But before we get into talking to you, let me go around and see if there's anything that piqued our interest. Um, since we have been recording some shows here fairly back to back, there hadn't been a lot out there, but I do have a couple things from Festool. So um, Festool is marking their 20 years in North America, and they're offering a what they're calling a emerald edition of six selected tools. And uh, these tools come in a blue sustainer case and with an added accessory at no extra charge. Unfortunately, they're choosing the accessory. But it's a great buy, so if you're into Festool, you should check it out. Now, like I said, this only applies to um, six of their tool lines. So the, the six tools they're offering are a uh, Festool Domino, uh, the DF500. Um, they're one of their routers, the OF1400. Um, one of their um, the sanders, the RO150. Um, and uh, I guess they got their jigsaw. And they got uh, their track saw, um, the TS-55. They have two combinations of that. I think one comes with the extra blade and one comes with um, uh, a rail and an extra blade. And so that's basically it. So uh, if you're in the market for any of those festival products, you might want to check that out and will be available while supplies last. So the next one is also festival related. And I saw this on Lee Valley's website, and um, I thought it was a pretty good deal. And it's a Festool Sustainer Starter Pack special offer. So basically, they are offering you one of those mobile sustainer racks with the drawers and all of that. And it is expensive, but it is $350, bucks, which is probably a pretty good deal for that. Um, so if you're a mobile woodworker or someone that... Uh, takes tools out to uh, the job site and you're looking for that kind of solution, I'd check that out. Like I said, that was on Lee Valley's website and it was called a Festool Sustainer Starter Pack Special Offer. That's all I've found uh, out there on the web. So with that, um, let's get into it. So David, um, what are you working on in your shop? Uh, we've been, uh, been pretty busy. I'm finishing up uh, some nice curly maple stools oh. and and uh um yep carving them carving them's been uh been fun yes yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes I can, I can imagine <laughs> you know you know good thing for scrapers uh-huh. and uh-huh. uh uh and stuff and i've got uh, a couple big bow backs that i'm working on they're 
uh, actually a copy for a client, and I'm working on a three-person sack back settee. Hmm. So, um, yeah, it was okay. pretty, uh, pretty, pretty nice. It'll be a, it'll be a nice, uh, nice addition. So, uh, due to be done by Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. So no pressure. No, none. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, the the curly maple uh, stools you're working on. So you got the seats curly maple as well as the legs. No, no, it'd be too much. Um, That's what I was thinking. So yeah, yeah, the legs are plain hard maple. Okay. And the um, the footrest is curly maple. Okay. And the seats curly maple. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I was wondering, yeah, exactly how busy that would end up looking if it was all curly maple. But yeah, that seat's going to end up looking fantastic, though. But yeah, good luck to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they're done. They're in the. Uh, they're oh, okay. In the, they're in the finishing room, getting their last coats of finish on them, and uh, they are they are looking pretty nice. Okay. Well, good. Well, all I've been working on is my boring jig. Um, and, uh, just trying to develop that. I'm, I think I'm on my third round of what I was hoping were being pre-production prototypes, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I think I'm going to try, um, I, I think I pretty much got it. I was having some failure rates. Um, at first it was like, um, one and two, then I got it down to one and three failures and now I'm at one and four. And the reason for the failures is um, for those who are not familiar with this, this jig is it has like a, a tower that's two inches by two inches. And that is uh, attached to some runners. And these runners are basically uh, Baltic birch plywood, which is three quarters of an inch thick and is about 11 inches long and about two inches wide. So it is very interesting on trying to get the runners, both coplanar and square to the uh, block and basically the way they attach to the block is with dominoes so it's a uh, very interesting on trying to uh, come up with jigs to accurately uh, make those mortises as well as um, as well as clamping those uh, as well as clamping it all together when you're gluing it up so you know once again high glue is your friend you can reverse it I've done that a number of occasions, <laughs> but uh, I think I have everything down now. Um, one of the interesting things I learned real early on is uh, when you're actually when I was uh, doing the mortises into the what I'm calling the tower and into the runners, I was trying to make all three of those pieces you know, completely flat at the bottom. And that's just too hard to do and still keep everything coplanar level. So the actual um, tower piece is raised just under 16th of an inch up a little higher. And it's much easier to keep just the two plywood runners coplanar. So it, it is very uh, persnickety, but uh, it has been quite fun. The only problem is, as I posted a picture today, is these things are just multiplying uh, like rabbits in my shop. <laughs> keep, so, keep all your prototypes straight. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's uh, it, yeah. Uh, luckily, uh, there are some slight differences that I can tell which one's which. But, yeah, if you just walked into my shop and saw, like, you know, six of these laying around, you'd be going, okay, which one's which? Which is the latest? <laughs> which is the first? Yep. But it has been it's been quite fun. But 
But let's get on to uh, to talking about uh, what uh, what you're up to these days. So um, before before that, though, I, I had a couple of questions for you. So how did you get into chairmaking? Um, it was it was really a, uh, an offshoot of the furniture that I was doing. And um, I, I had a shop and I, I kind of got tired of handling the sheet goods and doing mm-hmm. built-ins and started moving more towards furniture. And then chairs piqued my interest. I, I don't know if it was the complexity or because nobody else was doing them or something, but uh, it, it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. And um, I built my first chairs. They're more mission style. I call more cabinet makers chairs back in the back in the 90s. And then I, I started started uh, uh, building some winters right around 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. So I, mm. I took a class with Mike Dunbar. Okay, yes. Yep. And, uh, you know, kind of kind of learned and uh, some people saw my chairs and started ordering them. So <laughs> I, I figure I had to learn how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, good, good. So uh, do you still make uh, any uh, flat work or are you primarily all doing chair making these days? Uh, about once a year. <laughs> about once a year. <laughs> yeah. 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 Built a, built, built a walnut table this uh, this year, and the year before that, I built a dining table to go th- with a set of chairs. But that's that's the only flat work I've done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, longtime listeners will know. Yeah. I think that's one of the the things. Once you start making a chair <laughs> and you interact with it, you know, and you actually sit on it and stuff, you kind of don't want to make flat work anymore it's like i want something i can kind of interact with uh, yeah well my, my my shop is set up now for chairs so the benches are smaller you know right it's, um you know it's a lot harder to handle big things in there and table saw is mm. now pushed off to the side <laughs> so if i gotta use it it's, <laughs> i usually have to clear it off before i can before i can actually use it so yeah Yep. So, so, uh, so, tell us a little bit about your shop. So, you, you do teach classes in your shop, right? I do. I do. Yeah. We uh, about five, almost six years ago, uh, we bought this place. It's a 1870s house with mm-hmm. an 1870s barn. And, oh, cool. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool structure. We're in in a, a pretty tiny town up in northwest, uh, northwest Connecticut. Mm-hmm. It's uh, quite a scenic little place, and. Um, so we've been been converting this barn and had to do some structural work and then of course rewire and do all that and um, get it in. So there's there's probably only about the the barn's two thousand square feet, but mm-hmm. most of it's just storing junk. And uh, I've got probably got about eight hundred square feet of actually working working space, which is enough. And mm-hmm. um, I can easily fit uh, three students in there. Yep. And uh, which is about the max that I take. And you know, makes it uh, makes it comfy and cozy, and you know, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's a nice, nice, nice little structure, all insulated, heated, cooled in the summer. So, you know, it's uh, the the comforts of life of uh, you know kind of take a little greater hold as you get older. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so how's it living in an 1870s house? Is there uh, what's your what's your upkeep on that? Uh, huge. Constant. <laughs> well, we're still trying to, uh, yeah, get it, get it all in order. We actually had a contractor over today to, uh, to redo some floors and it, yeah. it's, um, 
you know, the original is 1870. I think that part of the addition was actually maybe an old chicken coop. And if you crawl underneath, you have a log that's mm. holding the floor up that's sitting on a stone, right? <laughs> Which right. is just on dirt, <laughs> right? And that's what's holding up your floor. So, you know, there's uh, just a few structural things that uh, that are there, but hey, it's it's safe. It's pretty interesting. A lot of a lot of exposed beams, and you know, it's a neat little town. So, yeah, yeah. I was as as I, I think uh, listeners know, I've I've been thinking about moving for quite a while, and uh, I'm always looking at houses, and uh, I've come across some that you know, built in the 1920s, 30s. I'm just going, oh, that is great. I just wonder what the, you know, day-to-day upkeep is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because most of these look like, yeah, I don't think that's been redone since, you know, maybe the 1950s. And I'm just like, yeah, oh, yeah. man, what are you getting into? So, but um, one of the things you do teach uh, there is uh, Brian Box's iconic, I guess, his version of the ladder back, I think he, is that called the Berea chair? Yeah, it's Berea chair. Yeah. yeah. From, named after where he was from in Kentucky. And it's, it's really an evolution of a design that he, you know, he's been building ladder backs for forever and it's kind of right. this evolution of a design and it's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful chair. And it's, um, you know, a combination of some nice, you know, soft curves and some hard lines and it's, uh, it's incredibly comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was lucky enough to, uh, you know, to to be introduced to the chair through Jeff Lefkowitz, mm-hmm. so you know who's been who's been working in, and and uh, teaching Brian's chair for years now, and um, he had a um, said, "Hey, you ought to be teaching this." So I said, "Okay, okay, <laughs> okay," and it's it's been a lot of fun. But the the chair is pretty iconic. It's a great it's a great chair. And, yeah, yeah, it is, and, and it's basically just you and Jeff that are quote unquote authorized to teach that chair. Yeah, yeah. There's just the two of us that are uh, there that are teaching the build and and have it. Jeff wrote the manual for it. He started mm-hmm. taking classes with uh, with Brian. And he's he's a graphic designer by by trade, and mm-hmm. he said, "Hey, I'll write a manual for you." So he wrote this 80 page manual on how to build the chair, and he's got his blog on how to build it. And if you look at the two things, you may be able to figure it out. But um, you know, it's a beautiful chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, now one of the things, so you do teach that. So, um, you know, just full disclosure, I'm going to be taking that class uh, here in April. So <laughs> with looking forward to having you up here. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very much looking forward with it, but, but it, it's kind of unique in, in um, that I've found I've taken a number of chair classes, but this one, like you said, you get this 80 page manual that walks you through step by step on how to build the chair. It's kind of like, uh, I would say, um, going to Pete Galbert's, one of Pete Galbert's uh, fan uh, backs or uh, his uh, balloon chair and having his book with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, similar to that. But also, um, as, as part of this, you have a number of options about templates and jigs. So go a little bit into um, what else you can, you know, um, the supporting materials you can purchase. Yeah. So, so the chair is pretty well jigged up, you know, it's cause it's, mm-hmm. you know, as, as Brian does everything, he's, he's looking to make it easy for manufacture. And so there's a lot of the, the bending jigs, uh, jigs on how do you find and drill the correct angles? Um, the seats a trapezoid, right? So 
again, nothing is at 90 degrees, mm-hmm. uh, you know, similar to a winter. So it's the, the jigs really help you align, um, you know, align all the holes, you know, help you bend to the correct so that you have consistency from chair to chair to chair. So if you have a dining room, you know, you can look down a set of chairs and they're all going to look the same. Right. Right. And um, that, that's really what a lot of what the, the jigs do. They just make it easy. They take a lot of the guesswork out of out of doing it. And, um, you know, part of the manual has all the jigs and how to build the jigs in them. But now you have to actually take the time to build them. So, mm-hmm. you know, we actually offer that you can buy a set of those jigs instead of building them yourself. And, and what it does, is it allows students to go back and immediately start building a chair versus having to take a couple of months to build the jigs to build the right. chair. Yeah. 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 And I've, I've had that even with some simple winter uh, type chairs I've done. Okay. All right. I'm going to spend the next week doing nothing but building bending forms. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get around to the chair. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and if two of them have, have to match, let's hope I do those first part of the week and not the end of the week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, well, that's, but you also teach other chairs. You teach, uh, you know, a number of, uh, uh Windsor type chairs also. Yeah. So, so first with Brian's, there's three chairs, right? There's mm-hmm. uh, the intro class has either a side chair or an arm chair, which match. And then mm-hmm. there's the rocking chair, which is an advanced class. So it's a big six flat rocker. And mm-hmm. it's, um, it's really quite nice. And then I started, teaching private lessons for Windsors. And even though I've been building Windsors far longer than I have ladder backs, um, I haven't been teaching them. And, and uh, I started with uh, some private lessons and it worked out really well and says, well, I might as well offer them. So I'm offering a, uh, a sack back and a fan back in uh, 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm looking forward to those. And they'll be, uh, they'll be nice classes. The, uh, the sack back's one of my all time favorite chairs. It's a, Really, it's just a classic. It's comfortable. You can make it contemporary. You can make it mm-hmm. look like it, like they were built in the 1700s. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm sitting in as we record is uh, the sack back I uh, built at uh, my first class with Peter. Ah, nice. <laughs> so it's kind of my my computer chair. I need to build me one of those perches, but I uh, just haven't got around to it. Yep, they're they're nice. I just sold a few. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You also uh, build quite a few stools, also. I just but started mainly to, on commission work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, if I have some some fancy wood, I'll I'll build them. And it, you know, it's nice if I if I go to a show to kind of have a range of prices. <laughs> you know, from the, <laughs> from big expensive rockers down to some less expensive stools. So I generally have the stools, and and uh, people like them. So. Um, mm. So it's uh, makes nice, and you know, Pete Albert, he designed some nice stools, and I, I loosely interpret what he built. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, those are those, those are fantastic. So, um, how much is between um, you know, how much teaching versus commission work do you think you do? It's mostly uh, commission work. So I schedule eight classes a year for a week, once a month throughout mm-hmm. the year so that uh, that allows me to have plenty of time for commissions and doing other things you know and start working on some other designs um and things so i think that's a 
right now that's a good balance, but it's, uh, you know, a week of class still has several days of prep work ahead of it. So it's, it takes up, you know, about 30% of the month. <laughs> and then the, then the rest of it is, uh, you know, I can be yeah. doing commissions and, you know, you still got still have to run the business too. So that takes, that takes time out of the shop. Oh yes. Yes, exactly. So yeah, I just have my itty bitty, tiny, tiny, tiny business. And yeah, it takes way more effort than you thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the day to day running of it. So, um, but, um, question I had is, is uh, regarding, you know, some of your commission work is what I found fascinating is you do a bunch of, you know, reproduction. Someone will bring you a chair and say, hey, I used to have six of these. Now I only have four and I need two more. And can you yep. can you recreate this chair and make it match? And that's absolutely fascinating. So so, you know, what goes into doing that? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's fascinating. It's it's uh, what these two bowbacks I'm working on now are. Mm-hmm. are um, let's say they they have they have a set of six and they need eight, so I'm making I'm making two to match. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's I guess it's just understanding the the Windsor geometry, and then you can go in and you it's easy to copy turnings, and you mm-hmm. just got to drill at the same hole and take take some measurements and lay it out and and uh, and build it. It's a lot more work than if you're just already have a chair jigged up and you can just and you can just build it but it's 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 challenging work there's you know and it's uh it's fun keeps the keeps the mind going yes and you brought up something around um turning so uh, uh for those uh listeners out there that subscribe to uh fine woodworkings um exclusive package or website package where they have all the video tutorials and things like that. You have one up there. I think there's like four or five videos. Well, probably five or six. There's eight. Yeah, there's eight. Sorry. Yeah, it was was a lot of fun. Eight videos out there on on turning. So um, you you get to see uh, David show you how to turn with um, you had uh, who Elise and and, and, uh, Anissa and Anissa and, and Anissa, ben. sorry, yeah. Anissa and Ben yeah. up there. Yeah. And uh, uh, both both of them add some comic relief. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a couple of a uh, couple of cameos from uh, Brisbane, the shop dog as well in there. Exactly. And, uh, exactly. You can see some tails wagging around. And uh, it was it was fun because it's different than their normal video series, which just shows yes. an expert doing what they're doing. And, and really, it was. Ben came to me and said, I am petrified about turning. So <laughs> show me how to do it and we'll film it. And mm-hmm. that's that's essentially what happened. And and you get to see all their mistakes and and see see catches and how they do them and how they correct them and and uh, it was a lot of fun shooting it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very informative and anyone that's um, you know, getting into spindle turning, I uh, highly recommend you go out there and check those out. I think one of the key things, I've told you this myself, but uh, for the listeners out there that I've seen a bunch of turning videos because I'm a turning novice. Um, and the one thing that I always had in the back of my mind when I'm watching these videos is what speed are they turning at? You're one of the first videos I've seen is going, I'm doing this at this speed. I'm doing this at this speed, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that took and, me the longest team time to figure out. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly it's like okay how fast should i be doing this and uh you know through your videos you know i, I was 
I was practicing with the skew and I kept practicing and I was just like, I'm never going to get good at this. And you said, when I use the skew, I turn the speed way down to, I think, uh, I think you're right at around 700 RPM, somewhere well, around even there. Less than that a lot of times. Yeah. 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 And I went, yeah. Oh, that's what I need to do. Turn it. <laughs> Yeah, turn the yeah. speed down and i'm going oh yeah this is much easier now yeah you know? i never well, had problems with catches but i had problems with making a nice smooth you get turning. some good spirals and, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah 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 i was i was up at george sawyer's place and uh you know huge family history of making windsor right. chairs right and i was and he, i was i was telling him he was on it he goes slow it down <laughs> slow it down and use your other hand to hold the spindle steady and it's like yeah. he showed it to me and it was like oh my god it's like the light bulb went off and uh as soon as i yeah. did that things my life just changed yeah it's amazing yeah yeah because i was the same way I, I was sitting there going okay i'm watching these people doing all right they're holding the spindle with one hand and got the skew in the other hand i'm going Man, they must have really calloused hands because this burns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George, George, George actually takes a handful of shavings to uh, protect his hands, and he yeah. says, "Yeah, it burnishes it at the same time. You get a better finish." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh well, that's great. Well, so um, so tell us a little bit about um, your classes. You you got some upcoming classes here in 2020, so. Yep. So I just I uh, just put them on the website. I haven't published. Well, they'll be published by the time that uh, I'll announce it by the time uh, this gets okay gets, uh, gets released. Right. So, so well, got you got classes. a few days. It'll be Saturday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No pressure. No, no pressure. pressure. No pressure. Yeah. So they start. They go from March to November, right? So let's say I'm in mm-hmm. Northwest Connecticut. Weather gets weather gets iffy January, February, and. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, folks in command. It's a, they're week long. They're they're six and seven day classes. I take a maximum of three students, and um, you know we start from you know hey what do your tools look like? Are they sharpen them to making parts to putting it together? The theory, the jigs, the thing, and then you walk you walk out with a finished chair. Mm-hmm. So in the in the bogs chairs, you know you actually get to weave the hickory bark seat. Oh, cool. And, and um, yep, and uh, uh, the only thing you don't get to do is uh, is put a coat of finish on them. Mm-hmm. So, but but um, you know the the box chairs are seven day classes. I think the the Windsor chairs. I have them slated for seven right now. I'm not so sure we actually need seven. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, we'll have to, we'll have to play I, it by I ear. Think, I think seven's good. I've taken a couple of Windsor chair classes that were shorter than that, and I ended up basically carrying. Uh, a bunch of parts home <laughs> that need to yeah. be assembled. <laughs> well, there's nothing worse than having the pressure of trying to get it done or working late at right. night or or doing yeah. something. And this way, it's a relaxed it's a relaxed setting, and you have mm-hmm. time to to you know go off and talk about things and how you do it. And and uh, so to to me, the discussion and what's going on and the theory behind it is equally as important as mm-hmm. making it. You know, because if if you can take a class, the the ideal thing is, is that you go home and you make some more, right? Right. Exactly. And uh, um, if you if you're not walking away with a class and being able to do that, then you know I, I don't I don't feel like I've I've done a good job. So, mm-hmm. and uh, and I've had several students go back and make dining room sets and things. So I'm pretty happy about that. 
Yeah, yeah, I have a dining room set of chairs. None of them are the same chair, but... (laughs) (laughs) I I don't either. (laughs) Yeah, that's a chair maker's uh, dining room set, yes. None of them are like... uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah, it's a certain eclectic... uh, uh, vibe to it. So, so tell us about, so you, you mentioned earlier, so the classes are restricted to three students. So you're going to get a lot of one-on-one time and yeah. a lot of bonding with, with your classmates there. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and w- what are the surroundings like as far as, um, you know, um, lodging meals, that kind of thing? Yeah, there's, uh, um, most there are there are some uh, s- smaller hotels that are you know within 15 20 minutes drive mm-hmm. there's a bed and breakfast that's you know 100 yards away mm-hmm. it's a it's a little bit higher end b&b but it's a and it's a, it's in this beautiful beautiful old victorian house and mm-hmm. uh, i've had several students stay there and then they just walk across the street um to it but most people actually get use an airbnb you know yeah, they they've that's had that's what some, i'm doing yep they've had <laughs> yeah. some great they've had some great stuff and uh i kind of like it because i've met some owners and sold some chair city owners so <laughs> so life's, yeah. life's pretty good that way but um but it's it's a new hartford pine meadows a village within a village so pine meadows i think only 800 people new hartford's 5,000 or something you know mm-hmm. and uh we're in the, the scenic northwest and we're on a i'm on a trophy trout stream you know, so I've had people oh, yeah. come in and do a, a dual fishing chair making trip, you know, and, um, you know, but you can walk to a deli, you know, that's uh, mm-hmm. right down. So we're in a village um, mm-hmm. itself and there's so there's pretty good eats and there's, you know, the, the there's some good scenery and there's lots of things, lots of little things to do. Of course, of course, Connecticut's littered with antiques and shops and stuff like that, too. So. You want to go look at some originals, you know, plan, plan some time. Oh, I will definitely do that because, yeah, because that's great. Because, yeah, one thing Texas doesn't have is a lot of antiques, especially in the Windsor area. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. they just reopened the Yale Furniture Study, right? So Yale hmm. University is just yes. over an hour, just over an hour from the shop, right? And that the Yale Gallery is a free museum, but it has everything from paintings to furniture to, yeah. You know all, all that stuff, but they have literally have hundreds of originals, and you make an appointment and you can go in there and you say, "I want to look at this," and they just say, "Okay, go look at it." And you can take measurements, you can take wow. photos, you can go back, you can look at all of them, and they they've had they have I don't know forty or fifty Windsor chairs that are there, and hmm. uh, I've gone in and say, "I want to look at this," and they put it up on a table, and two hours later, you know, I'm 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 still studying the chair. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it's it's interesting because you get to see how they were made, you know, or, you know, you also get to see their mistakes. And, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the, they, these guys were these guys were in business to make, you know, to make money. They weren't there to make them all that pretty. So, yeah, you, know, you see you see knots in the seat, you know, you see, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, one one leg is way off on a different angle than the other legs are. And, you know, but that's that's the way they were made. But it's yeah. Um, yeah. There's literally you can go in and it's, and it's everything from grandfather clocks and big high boys to tables to chairs, um, you know, tons of early American stuff, and wow. uh, you know, which is nice because you can just go in and and mm-hmm. uh, and study them. Yeah, we have a, 
you know, in the in the uh, where I live in the Houston Galveston area, Houston has a couple of nice museums, and they have this one mansion. Um, um, golly, I forgot where her first name is. Emily Hogg, I believe, something. But it's a hog mansion, and they built uh, this area uh, subdivision in Houston called River Oaks, which I think is one of the richest subdivisions in the U.S. I mean, you know, it's where all the oil tycoons and all that kind of stuff had their houses and still do. But, um, but their... Um, their mansion there as they've converted it into a museum and each room is like from a different part of history you know okay one of those those things so you go in this room hey this is what you know your typical american uh household furniture look like in you know 1760 and the next one you go 1780 and you know it's very graduated and uh, it's really interesting. They have some great Windsors in there. Um, but, of course, you're always behind the velvet rope. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they had this one Windsor, you know, just when I was getting into Windsor. So I was going there. What in the world is that? I never seen or heard of a Carolina, Caroline stretcher, you know, the curved stretcher. Yeah. And, you know, they had a Windsor with that in there. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So, Anyway, so uh, so that's interesting. But, yeah, that, that would be totally fascinating to go in there and be able to take measurements and uh, pictures and all that kind of stuff. So, um, wow. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, it's it's unheard of, you know, but yes. it's, um, say it's by appointment only you can't just show up. But, you know, mm-hmm. you just they only need a day or two and, and just go in and you look around and you say, can I see this one? And they'll put it up on a pedestal for you and you can examine it to your heart's delight. Okay, well, looks like I may be making a couple of return trips after I <laughs> come up there and take a class with you because that that sounds fascinating just to go up there and spend a few days doing that. But yeah, yeah, like yeah. you said, you need to go up there and see what you really want to take a look at and make appointments. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, one thing that I've been really interested in um, from your Instagram post is you've you've kind of come up with a uh, a new design on your own for a rocker. Yep. Yeah, I've been so working on some other uh, ladder back chairs that are mm-hmm. that are there, and the the rockers, the the first one I've I've made, and it, it really came because I mean I was making the Boggs rockers, and they're, and mm-hmm. they're beautiful, but they're a really big chair. Right, and I had I had some people ask for smaller versions or smaller smaller rockers, and I made some really small ones, and then it was like, well, we need something that's a little bit different, and and um, so I got scaled down, and uh, the curves all got softened, and um, uh, put it together. I put a cane seat on it instead of a hickory bark seat on it, and it's um, yeah, yeah a few more too, few more tweaks, quick. but don't know. To uh, quickly pass that is you actually put a cane seat on this, yeah. And and uh, when I first saw that, this is a person that cane seats are, are okay, but I've never been a big fan. I know people are, and I appreciate you know all the intricacies of a cane seat. But um, besides a couple other chairs, your chair with that cane seat, I went, wow, that really works. Yeah, it's not your typical cane, but it's yeah. it's. Uh, um, it's called the porch weave, and it's you'll find it on a lot of old 
you know, rockers mm. that are um, that are there. So it's a pretty tight. It's not the fancy crisscross pattern, you know, mm. that you find on a lot of chairs. And it's um, um, it's actually wasn't that hard to do. It was a little tedious, but um, mm. um, and it's actually really comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and those hickory bark seats are uh, they're a ton of work. So it's mm-hmm. nice to have something that's uh, a little bit kinder. Now, now, do you do your own? Speaking of hickory bark, do you do your own uh, hickory bark or? No, I don't, I don't harvest it. I, I buy it yeah. out of a, out of a gentleman out of Kentucky, and um, it comes mm-hmm. in pretty rough. And you've got to soak it, and you've got to thin it down to a consistent thickness, and um, actually kind of gives it a, a nice finish to it. And then you can you can dry it, and you know wait until you're ready to weave, and then you got to weave it. So. Mm-hmm. Well, great. So, um, so you're coming up with this new rocker design. You said this is the first in a series. Well, I'm looking for, you know, you know, there's, there's a, there's a mm-hmm. lot of ladder backs that have been made over time, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, um, we have a lot of, uh, you know, shaker influence in the area as well. And you sit in those and they're not that comfortable, No, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, yeah. And, um, they're just not that comfortable. You know, they're beautiful chairs. I mean, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's uh, really, really graceful, really, really light. But mm-hmm. um, so I so said, can I take those and make them a little bit more comfortable and a little bit smaller and, um, um, you know, but still have some type of contemporary feel to them. So we've just finished up the bending jigs for uh, for the arm and the side chair. Yeah. And and I gotta, I just, I'll start bending in a couple of weeks. So All right. As soon as I'm I'm done with my my commissions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. So um so anything else that's upcoming that we should be aware of? I think those are the those are the main things we have that coming out. Um did my voice actually break when I said of? I think it did. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Too old for that. I know, I know, but hey, it's 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 nice. It keeps me young, yes. Yep. yep. So, well, with that, um, let's get into our fortnightly beer choices. So, um, what are you drinking, David? I am. Uh, uh, I'm having my my local standard, which is a two roads, a little heaven. Two so roads. it's a two roads. Yep. So it's a local yep. uh, Connecticut brewery. And uh, they make a bunch, but my favorite from them is Little Heaven. It's a session IPA. Oh, nice, nice. Well, uh, tonight I'm having the Carbach Hot Tongue. Um, this is a new IPA that they released. It's a West Coast style IPA, so um, it's very hoppy um, and it's very good. But um, so anybody that's in the uh, Carbach uh distribution area which hopefully someday is going to be nationwide um but uh anyway it's it's a it's a good brew good brew nice nice yeah i'm not sure how far two roads gets distributed they're pretty well distributed in connecticut these days yeah i haven't seen them down here but that doesn't mean they're not down here i mean yeah you know i go to our large um uh, like, uh, I don't know if y'all have total wine and spirits up there or, um, some, they're, they're kind of similar. In, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah. The beer selection is, yeah. It's just like, okay, what do you want? I tend to gravitate. All right. Where are the Texas brews? 
Yeah, <laughs> I tend to stay. I tend to stay local. We have a well. They opened a brewery a half mile from the shop. Yes, yes, yes. You you uh, you've sent me a couple of uh, pictures of uh, that yes. brewery, and <laughs> when I'm up there, we definitely have to go there. What yep. was it in what? What's the name of it? Brewery Legitimus. 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 Yep. Fantastic. Well, um, with that said, so David, where can people find you on the interwebs? So I am on uh, Instagram at ddouyard chairmaker. So it's d d o u y a r d chairmaker, mm-hmm. and uh, I, my website is daviddouyardchairmaker.com. Fantastic. And, of course, uh, you can always find me at Barton.Kyle on Instagram, the only social media platform that matters. And with that, that just about wraps it up for this show. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to the show on iTunes or Google Play Music or just search for the Modern Woodworkers Association. Then you'll never miss any of our exciting episodes. And while you're there, please leave us a review. You can also follow us on the MWA on Twitter at MWA underscore national on Instagram, MWA underscore podcast. But the best thing you can do is tell a friend because word of mouth goes a long way in sharing our discussion.